Hey guys, welcome back to Resurrecting the Mind, Body, and Soul podcast. Today we dive into part two of the six things that determine your health and well-being. Today is about stress and sleep. Hope you all enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome back to Resurrecting the Mind, Body, and Soul podcast. With Brian and Debbie Godowski. We are now on episode 24. What do we have going on today, Mom? We are continuing our series. We've got a three-part series going on, um, and it's called Six Things That Determine Your Health and Well-Being. And today, being part two, we're going to be discussing stress and sleep. Awesome. I can't wait to dive into this and continue the conversation. Same here, bud. A lot to share absolutely so just can we just kind of recap a little bit about last week absolutely yeah i think we sped through that pretty quickly so yeah i think it would be a good idea to recap it a little bit last week was the diet and exercise part you know we both agree that diet and exercise are extremely important to your overall health and for me exercise has definitely changed my life in many ways you know mentally physically emotionally spiritually Uh, so yeah all the things Uh i think one thing that i'm learning on our journey um, into health and wellness is that um, i think we all knew in the back of our minds that health or uh, i'm sorry um, diet and exercise were always important yeah but now what science is is proving is that it's all tied together so we've picked six things um, to focus on in this series there are many more but what we're learning is they're not in and of themselves separate right know, our diet exercise stress sleep um, and then we're going to be discussing two more next week They're all tied together. You can't separate them. Absolutely. Especially, you know, what we're going to be discussing today, stress and sleep, diet and and exercise are very crucial to, you know, improving both of those. Yeah, yeah. And another thing we um, shared last week is that we have for a long time thought that our genetic makeup, what we inherited from our families, pretty much set our fate Um, you know on our health journey but what we're learning what science is proving more and more is that we have control over that yeah we can actually um, express we can turn on or turn off um, genes yeah based off our lifestyle choices absolutely absolutely and um, you know I grew up thinking that the mindset was you treat disease or illness but now what we now know is that you can prevent and even reverse disease. Yes, that is a fact. So, are we ready to dive into the sleep and stir the stress and sleep? Yeah, let's dive into it. Let's start off with sleep. Um, you know, the quality of our sleep impacts our health tremendously, mm-hmm. as you know. And uh, just going into that why does it do that why does it affect it so much yeah you know the interesting thing is is i never thought about how impactful quality of sleep was to my health right just i just wasn't in a circle where you know that that was discussed 
but uh, quality of sleep will impact our immune system. Uh -huh. uh, it will impact our energy, of course. Uh, it will impact the systems in our body. Right. You know, gut health. Yeah. Like I said, it's all tied together. It's it's important. It's not anything that we can shove under the rug anymore. Right. And I think there's a huge misconception on sleep. You know, when I was growing up, or even to this day, it's you know, it's almost prop prideful to say, hey, mm -hmm. yeah, I only got four hours of sleep because I was up working this much or woke up this early to, you know, do this, this, and that. It was like a prideful thing to say. And now yeah. that it, all this information is coming out about how bad, you know, poor sleeper, you know, yeah. not getting enough sleep can affect your health, your longevity, all of that stuff. Yeah. And... Another thing that I know, you know, now that I'm in my 60s, is when I was in college, I could pull, you know, an all-nighter or right. two working on projects or whatever, and I could bounce back pretty quickly. Right. Now, that recovery period takes a lot longer if, if I don't get enough sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a very interesting podcast I just watched um, recently. It's with Dr. Matthew Walker. He's, like, known as the expert sleep guy mm, okay. in the world and uh, basically what he's saying is sleep is actually the second most important thing to our health right behind oxygen really you know he used to think it was right there close to diet and exercise but if you really think about it if you deprive your sleep for you know one day mm. it's gonna have a tremendous impact on your brain health whereas you mm -hmm. can you can go multiple days without water, many days without food, and still, you know, be somewhat in a decent health state. But as soon as you go longer than 20, 24 hours of sleep, you start to have really negative effects on your brain. Something I uh, shared with you right before we started recording was uh, how oxygen affects our brain health. And, you know, that basically is common sense. But a lot of diseases, including Alzheimer's, yeah. um, can be started because of a lack of oxygen to the brain. Right. And so what causes that? Well, alcohol, yeah. you know, d other things that we eat. Right. Um, and so being focused more on brain health uh -huh. really impacts not just mental health, but just our overall well-being and, right. and, and health overall health yeah going back to our health with sleep you know it's been studied and research has found that your cardiovascular health is really impacted by the quality of your sleep mm. hypothesis you right. know it's, it's really it's very impressive yeah you know another thing that you know is greatly impacted by sleep is your hormones yes so when you're not getting enough sleep your testosterone and estrogen is going to go down quite a bit. Whereas if you get enough sleep, you're going to up your hormones. You're going to get this testosterone boosted, estrogen boosted, which, you know, you, you need both. Um, and cortisol. Yeah, absolutely. That and cortisol is, is something that we need, but it can also really negatively impact our health and how we feel if we have too much 
cortisol. It just causes an overwhelming amount of stress in our body. Right. And when you're getting that seven to nine hours of sleep, which is what they recommend now, um, you're going to be repairing your brain. You're going to be starting the process of repairing your body. And if you're, if you're working out, if you want to, if you want to increase your strength, gain your muscle, you've got to get a good amount of sleep so you can recover. And that goes along with your brain as well. I heard something, um, I never thought about it in this way, but you and I have mentioned autophagy a lot, uh-huh. uh, you know, as, as far as autophagy cleans our, our right. trash out of our, our yeah. body. Yeah. But what I heard recently is that good night's sleep, uh-huh. getting uh, proper oxygen to our brain, it's actually cleaning our right. brain. Absolutely. That's why, if, you know, if you have sleep apnea, you're not getting enough oxygen to your brain, you're yeah. not gonna be doing what you need to be doing to clear out those right. you know, those damaged cells in your body and brain. Exactly. So the science behind this is, is ever growing, which right. is, you know, you and I just eat this stuff up. Right. Um, but I think it's, it's one thing to learn what happens to our bodies and our brains, but how in the world, because I'm telling you, I'll be honest, sleep is one of the hardest things. I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm learning about what I need to do in my diet. I'm learning what to do, what I need to do in my exercise. But this sleep thing is just, is really, you know, getting to me. It's hard to conquer. Yeah, you've been struggling this since we really started focusing on it. Mm-hmm. And you can't really, you don't really, I guess you can really know if, if you don't have enough sleep just by the way you feel, but if you really want to know, it's I think it's a great thing to do to get some kind of sleep tracker, whether yeah. that's a watch or a ring, whatever it is. Yeah. There's many ways to track it, but I think it's crucial to figure that out to, just to make sure you're optimizing your health and making sure you know you're you're the best person that you can be. And right, if, and feel if the you best. Don't, yeah, if you don't know, you're not getting enough sleep. I mean, you may not know you can be on another level as a human. Yeah. So what does a person do to yeah. improve their quality of sleep? Well, from what I've learned, the first step is to have a cool environment. I know a lot of people will disagree with that, but science shows that a cool environment science shows that a cooler environment will help your body um, get into the right temperature that it needs to be at to fall asleep. So your body temperature is, they say it needs, your body temperature needs to fall, uh, I think it's two to three degrees in order for it to fall asleep. Okay. So you want to get that temperature down. Um, There's ways of doing that without turning the temperature down. You can get a chili pad, they call it. Yeah, yeah. Put it on your bed. So maybe your partner's not liking the cooler air, you can put that under your Mm-hmm. body to get it cooled down but yeah that's one crucial thing i i will tell i can attest to the fact that i do tend to sleep better yeah. and longer periods of sleep when i when it's cold you yeah know, when we when we do turn down absolutely um, the yeah temperature yeah if you're if it's hot your body's gonna wake up because it needs to stay cooler than the body's normal temperature well and there's nothing worse when than 
putting on the covers, taking yeah. off the covers, sticking uh -huh. the leg out, sticking right. the arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one hack is you can, you know, put one foot out when you have, you know, those blankets on. You put one foot out, your extremity extremities will, you know, help regulate your body temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. So another hack for getting a better uh, Yeah, another hack sleep. or one crucial thing is to stop eating, you know, at least three hours before you plan on going to bed. Because, you know, if you, if you eat too close to bed, your body's going to be stressing trying to digest all that food. And it's, you get your deep sleep early on in your sleep cycles. So if you're eating something right before bed, your body's going to be trying to digest that rather than get, getting into that crucial deep sleep that, that your body needs to, re, to recover. And I can look at my sleep tracker and if we eat too late yeah. or eat too much, it definitely shows up in my stress level. Absolutely. Yeah. And one hack if you do have to eat late is to take a warm or hot shower right before you, you go okay. to bed. It'll, you know, if you put hot water on your extremities or your your skin, it'll actually, your body will try to cool it off by cooling down the body inside. So it's going to cool down the body and it's going to help oh, you sleep a little bit better. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. One that's hard for me, bud, is yeah. turning off my phone. Yeah. Not, not, well, not turning off my phone, but stopping, you know, scrolling through scrolling, Facebook. Yeah. That, those, that blue, that light. Yeah. You know, and just hearing the experts talk about that is oh, yeah. fascinating. What it does, how it affects our eyes. And yeah. All of that, how it, you know, go, how it affects all the systems. We're not allowing our body to, to, to turn fall off, into, to, to turn off, to fall into the circadian rhythm that yeah. it wants to be in. Yeah, light. It, light is crucial to getting a good night's sleep. You actually don't want to have any lights on, and if, if you do, there's a good hack. You can get a, uh, eye mask, which. I have gotten, and I absolutely love mine. I may look like a 60-year-old man in hey. my bed, but, yeah, <laughs> not that that's a bad thing, but, yeah, my kids make fun of me for my eye mask, but what do you know? They wanted one, too, so they each got one. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. No, it, it does help. It, it helps tremendously. And then another thing that um, that you know we've learned is that if you are up at night at least turn your lights down a little bit so yeah. if you've got your lights on in, in your house full blast at night when your body is really trying to you know kick into the sleep mode it's going to affect your quality of sleep so um, I heard the other day that it's overhead light is the worst kind of light yes. so at night if you have a table lamp um, for some reason, it affects the body differently than that overhead light. First time I heard that um, on this podcast, so I'm going to give it a try. Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but your body produces melatonin. You don't have to just take melatonin. Mm -hmm. So as your night is winding down, your body's going to start producing melatonin. But as soon as that light hits you, it's going to block that melatonin from you know increasing or even stay where it's at it's going to lower it so your body needs that melatonin to fall asleep and stay asleep so a lot of people will take that melatonin to, and it'll definitely help them fall asleep but once that's gone they'll wake up okay. that's why it's not a really good option 
for a long-term solution to your sleep problems. Makes sense. What's Makes one thing that you should take every night in order to help you sleep? Magnesium. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We are big fans of magnesium. There's so many benefits of magnesium and um, you know, doctors are sharing that most people are very deficient in magnesium oh, and yeah. it is affecting all kinds of things. Absolutely. You know, another thing, Bud, that um, I hear is so beneficial and I've tried a little bit uh -huh. is um, doing some kind of an app, here, listening to like Calm is, right. is a favorite one of people and that can just kind of slow thoughts down, just kind of slow everything down in your body to yeah. kind of get in that groove of Yeah, there's you know, meditative options on there. There's what you know what I do every single night is put on the pink noise, mm -hmm. which is similar to white noise, but supposedly pink noise is a little different and it helps you, you know, not only fall asleep, but helps you stay asleep. Supposedly mm -hmm. it's better than white noise. It, it works for me, so okay. that's what I use. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I was uh, listening to a podcast the other day, and um, this uh, expert doctor on there was talking about how important not just the night of sleep, but what we do in the day to prepare. Right. So, we're, and we're talking some of the things we're talking about now touches on that, but he he went into his routine uh -huh. that he does at night in preparing for bed and a lot of it is about mindfulness right and like you just mentioned meditation uh -huh. and all those things impact our quality of sleep which then impacts us the next day right and another thing that we keep hearing more and more about is is the uh, you know attitude of gratitude just yeah. remembering um, what we are so grateful for yeah I mean I was gonna mention this but I, I lost my train of thought but Every single night before I fall asleep, I'll go in my head and start listing off the things I'm grateful for. And as I'm about halfway through it, I'll actually fall asleep. And I think it's because mm -hmm. it has such a calming effect on my, over, my, you know, my head, my body, and everything. It just calms me and put puts me into a, just a super relaxed state. Yeah, and prayer. You know, yeah. prayer can do that as well. Just intentional. Yeah, and prayer. I think gratefulness and prayer go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, what are some things that could rob us of a good night's sleep? Well, I know one thing for me is it's definitely alcohol. Yeah. Um, if I'm drinking alcohol, you know, it helps you go to sleep, but you're not going to get the kind of sleep that you want. The Quality, deep sleep, right. the REM sleep. It's just, just going to be destroyed. Right. And of course, if you have too much alcohol, you're going to wake up the next day feeling groggy and mm -hmm. not motivated to do much. Right. Another big one for me is caffeine. Yeah. So I've learned that I have to stop drinking yeah. caffeine. Um, I can't drink it afternoon. Yeah. Because I will, I might be able to fall asleep, but then I wake up and it's like I've got this caffeine buzz going through my body. Yeah. People metabolize caffeine at different rates and some people metabolize it quickly and they can drink however many you know many cups of coffee yeah. as late as they want and other people like me you know I can't I can't do that 
So yeah. that's a huge one. Yeah, Dr. Matthew Walker said, do not drink any caffeine past 3 o'clock if you want, you know, that essential sleep that you're, you know, going after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Any other things that you can think of? Well, we talked about uh, one you brought up, eating too late. Yeah, that and then, you know, you can actually go back to exercise. You know, mm -hmm. everyone knows they need to exercise. There's sometimes there's limited time to do that. And if you have to work out at night, you know, it's better to do it then than not. Mm -hmm. But they're saying that, you know, strength training or working out right before bedtime is not really good for essential quality sleep and that's just based off what goes before goes on before and after a workout usually before you're having caffeine during your you know you're stressing your body out and after you know you're having a cold shower or having something to eat so mm -hmm. having having all that go on right before bedtime is not very essential for mm -hmm. good quality sleep. Right. I guess it just boils down to doing what works, you know, for the individual. Yeah. And like you said, if if uh, it has to be later than than you want, then. Uh, but I know one thing for me is it's much better for me to work out in in the morning. Yeah. And I also realized that I have to do it by a certain time. Because if I don't, then those excuses start overpowering, you know, my why yeah. for exercising. Yeah, and just like eating too late, you can act, you can um, shower, have a warm shower after you work out, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, cool the inside and your internals yeah. off a little bit before yeah. you go to bed, and it'll you know help regulate that. Very good. Um, this might be a good segue in into our other topic, stress, but. That's another thing that I just realize so much that how I allow stress, you know, in my thoughts. Right. And that is a huge uh, robber of good quality of sleep. Absolutely, yeah. Even if you're, you know, watching a stressful movie or oh, game yeah. right before bed, it's going to affect your sleep because your body's not, your mind's not going to be able to calm down in time right. to go into the deep sleep. Right. So, you know, in looking at stress, and that's this is another thing that is so much easier said to control than to actually control it. Right. Um, but there are some things that, that I know I've learned and some things that I have now started practicing that is helping my stress level. And um, okay. you want me to just dive yeah, go, in? Yeah, go ahead. So, one of the things that I have started doing and is helpful is just being aware. Uh -huh. You know, instead of pushing stress back, you know, be aware of how you're feeling and what could be causing the stress. Right. You know, if you recognize it, then maybe you can control it a little bit. Right. Right? If you try to deny it, nothing's ever going to change. Right. And, you know, stress for me is something, I'm one of these people that go to bed and it's very easy for me to be thinking about not necessarily positive thoughts and grateful thoughts. It's, it's something I'm worried about. It's something right. that could happen in the future. It's uh -huh. somebody I love that's going through something hard. Right. And so becoming aware of those thoughts and asking myself, First of all, is this 
is this helping me? Is it worth it? Yeah, is it worth it? Is it is it helping anyone? Yeah. You know, and the answer is always no. Right. So it's kind of, now what do I do? Right. And one of the things that has been so uh, helpful to me is learning about boundaries. Yeah. And just really diving into that and seeing what areas of my life do I need to, to set some boundaries. Okay. You know, and so that, that has been real helpful. Right. And me. when you say boundaries, what do you mean by putting up boundaries? I guess simply put, I would say recognizing areas in my life or people in my life that I am allowing to affect my growth, my happiness, that negatively impact all of those things. And, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't mean that you're going to discount people or kick people out of your lives, but it's how you react, react right. to situations. And when I think about you know some of the situations, putting up boundaries actually allows me to love. Like say say for instance, it's somebody that's causing me whatever stress. Or first of all, I'm allowing that. Right. Um, it's your choice to let it, that happen. It's my choice. So understanding that, also understanding that it's not necessarily um, things that somebody's trying to do to me, but they're just trying to deal with their own stuff. Right. And I just happen to be on the other end sure. of that. So acknowledging to myself that it's really many times it's nothing to do with me. Right. No, there's no question about that. Usually, whatever somebody's portraying from themselves is something that they're dealing with internally. Exactly. So, recognizing that helps me even love more. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, that does that help with the boundaries question? Yeah, I believe so. How do you see boundaries? I see boundaries as not letting anything or anyone into my life that is going to put a roadblock into where I want to go in my life. Okay. And that's, whether that's energy, whether that's negativity, you know, any of that, Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to, first of all, I'm not going to allow it. Second of all, I'm going to steer away from it. Third, I'm not going to let it affect me. Just like you said, I'm mm-hmm. not, it's not anything to do with me. It's you know something they're dealing with. It's I'm not going to let them affect how I feel. And if I can prevent that by just not being around it, mm-hmm. that's how it's going to be. That's my boundaries. Okay. And I think boundaries, you know, encompasses people. Right. Um, it encompasses our environment. Yeah. Um, like we've talked about before, I, we really both watch what we watch on TV. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I just, there's things that are we're exposed to on TV. And it could be the news. It could be a movie that is got a subject matter in it that is disturbing to us. You know, all of those things uh, really come into play. Yeah, I've really 
put my boundaries up on the news and when I do let those boundaries down I go down a lot of rabbit holes yeah. <laughs> and it's it's easy to get sucked into those and it's easy to get sad or depressed about what's going on out there yeah. and in all reality there's not a dang thing I can do about any of it right you know people will say oh you have to know all this this and that because you have to know how to vote you know from what I've learned and all the rabbit holes I go down into and all the stuff I listen to voting doesn't do a dang thing because that's already controlled the everything's controlled so not to not to go down that <laughs> yeah, rabbit hole there's probably going to be some pushback <laughs> yeah. about that statement but yeah. that's how you feel that's and how so I feel and if you feel a different it. yeah if you feel a different way mm-hmm. so be it it's not yeah. going to affect me let us hear from you yeah right? absolutely I'd love to have a conversation about it yeah So, do we want to move on to the next thing that we wanted to share today about uh, the stress and and how to to help with that? And one thing that you and I talk a lot about and are learning a lot about. Yeah, still learning. um, Are the breathing techniques. Yes. And uh, I just, I just, I'm amazed. Um, And it's so funny. We were watching... Uh, a show the other night and my relax re- reminder came on my watch uh-huh. and I realized I wasn't breathing yeah and it's because you know this show we were watching you know just caused me to it just kind of it, it was a little bit disturbing not disturbing but it was just a you know a show that one of these mindless shows right. <laughs> that dad and I got hooked into but it just was you know, uh, showed me that, yeah, this stuff makes a big difference. Yeah, I mean, there's, I watched a podcast the other day, I forget who it was, but he is basically saying, if you're not breathing, you're actually dying, because you, Mm. well, I mean, that's obvious, but if you're not getting the good amount of oxygen into your body, there's cells, bad cells in your body that are, you know, forming, because the oxygen isn't present. Whereas if your if your body's getting enough oxygen, the oxygen kills those bad cells because those bad wow. cells can't survive when oxygen is present. So he went into the I forget what method it's oh the Wim Hof method, yeah. and he do that every morning, and it allows you you know not only to wake up but to allow the oxygen to get into all the cells that need need that oxygen. Love it, powerful. Yeah. I've heard many of the people we follow talk about the Wim Hof method and and it's something that that I am definitely going to look into but I just know that you and I both practice box breathing and that has made a profound difference in you know several things and just you know from lowering anxiety absolutely uh, just it really it's you you can't deny it no it's science it it works Mm -hmm. immediately and if if you practice it, you know when you need to use it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was going through, I don't know if I've talked about this on the p- podcast, but when I was going through panic attacks, when I was driving on the highways, right? Um, once I learned about the box breathing, and if that ever, ever presents itself when I'm driving, I can immediately start using that, and it gets me out of that state wow. immediately. It doesn't happen very often now, but yeah. when it does... I just click on the breathing method, and it goes away. Right. Yeah. 
Awesome, bud. Next thing is meditation. Whew. <laughs> That's one thing I still need to get into, still dying to get into. Just have to find the time. I think for me, it's more of learning it yeah. and being trained in it. And that doesn't necessarily mean going to a meditation instructor, although that would be awesome. But I know that there are a lot of YouTubes um, that I want to check out, people that I follow that have been practicing meditation for years. Right. Uh, they just, it, it's amazing just to listen to what they share, how it's changed their life. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I, I think about what I used to think meditation was and what I used to think about the people that did meditation. Right. I used to think that it was like what hippies did. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's so many misconceptions on all this stuff we're learning. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah, we're kind of reverting back to ancient practices, right? Yeah. You know, people, things that, you know, our ancestors knew all along. They didn't necessarily know how beneficial it was, but now that we've moved so far away from these practices, and now we are just infiltrated with all of these practices um, and brainwashing and uh, propaganda that are destroying our health, right. it's kind of like, hmm, our ancestors might have known something that, that we need to take a look at again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, going back to finding the time, I think I'd actually pick, a, pick it up pretty quickly. It's just... There's so much going on at my house yeah. all the time. Right. Whether that's the kids, whether that's Ranger, my dog, or mm -hmm. me and Emily. It's there's so much going on. It's hard to find that quiet, peaceful time where I can really put in the time to be in that quiet place. Mm -hmm. But I'll figure it out one day for yeah. sure. Yeah, you will. I hate saying one day, but yeah, just because I, I hate know. that I term, but I, I will do it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, bud. So another, another thing we wanted to touch on today, we're back to food. Yeah. And, you know, our, our buddy, Dr. Mark Hyman, talks about food as medicine. And uh -huh. so there are definitely um, foods that will help us on our sleep journey. Yeah. And there are definitely those foods that that will negatively impact what we're trying to do. So, right. um, you know, all of these things, you know, it's just, you have to, before anybody pursues any of this, you know, you have to think back to the why. Right. Why do I want uh -huh. enough sleep? Why do I want to get stress out of my life? Why do I want to eat better? Right. Why do I want to be more fit? Right. And this, the food part is, is very significant. Um, you know, there's foods that we can that we can eat, um, and foods also including spices and herbs. Right. You know, back to what our ancestors um, used to use. There are there's proven science now that certain foods, spices, herbs can impact our blood pressure. Yeah. Can impact um, our blood sugar. Right. You know, all of those things and. It's just, I love the fact that we live in a world that this information is right at our fingertips. It really is. And not only that, but we have found sources, reliable, reputable experts in their field that 
their life work now is to get this information out. They might have been physicians for oh, yeah. years and years and years, and and now they've seen the light, right. you know. And their 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 mission is to get this word out and to right. spread the word. Yeah, absolutely. Their passion, their purpose is to be preventative rather yeah. than coming in at the other end. All right, bud. All right, what do I you think? think? That's about time. Yeah. I don't want to go too long again. I know. <laughs> so let's get to the one thing you've learned or one thing you've struggled with this week, Mom. Oh, I've debated about how to answer this. Um, honestly, this week um, had some challenges, and um, mainly just due to you know getting things back in order you know after my dad passed and, yeah. and and just helping my mom as much as I can um, in doing that and a lot of this stuff is so out of my comfort zone because dad does it all right right he does all of our finances he takes care of all of that which this has been a huge lesson for me that we need to get everything in order for you and Amanda. So if Dad and I were to fly off to Hawaii tomorrow and decide never to come back, you know, you, you guys need to be able right. to to know exactly what to do to get things in order. So right. um, I think I, I think I'll just leave it there. Okay. Um, just still working through a bunch of stuff. Okay. How about you? Um, you know, I was debating on this, but I'll just keep it simple um, uh, we started Lent on Wednesday last week and I chose to eliminate alcohol during that time and you know after about three days I started feeling incredible mm -hmm. you know before Lent we were on a routine or a habit of you know having a couple drinks every mm -hmm. night at about five o'clock and you really don't notice how much it affects you until you eliminate it or mm -hmm. or take action towards it so I've just been feeling incredible the last few days now that it's you know pretty much out of my system but you know it's gonna take a few weeks to get it out of my brain um, to really feel a difference but yeah I just I don't know alcohol is gonna be a big question for me when Lent is over mm -hmm. to, I don't know if I'm gonna drink again which may affect how Emily views the world <laughs> I'm just kidding no, I don't know there's a lot of things around alcohol that just don't serve me quite well yeah so that's okay. about it all right thanks bud yeah. all right so I guess we're wrapping up another episode yeah um, episode 23 is wrapped up and 24 yeah you're yeah. right yeah 24 so next week Episode 25, yeah. that feels like a milestone. I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's amazing. Episode 25 is next week, guys. I hope y'all join us. I, then I think we'll be wrapping up this six things that determine your health and well-being. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us in on that conversation. Next week, we will continue on to part three of the six things that determine your health and well-being. Hope to see you there. Love y'all.